Welcome to Your Wealth Plan Podcast, where we discuss sane wealth building strategies for an insane world. I'm your host, Sean Davis. Please like and subscribe and find us on our YouTube channel, Your Wealth Plan Podcast. We'll be discussing today inflation. Now, the U.S. government recently came out with a, you know, a statement saying, you know, that the report said that interest or inflation rates were 6%. I don't know anybody in the U.S. government that's went out and bought chicken wings over the last year will believe that. Chicken wings are up 100% in the last year. The same size bag of chicken chicken wings that you went and bought last year for around 7 bucks are now over $15. $15. If you go out to eat, menus will have dollars or $2 added to each item. Because, and it'll often be written in instead of printed out because their costs are going up so fast that they don't have time to get the menus printed. By the time the menus are printed and returned to them, their costs have already gone up. So therefore, they're having to take pencils or ink pens and write in the extra charges per item depending on the item on the, on the menu. When you think about this, I know the Fed and the government's trying to say, oh, it's just transitionary inflation that we're seeing. But the United States government since 2008 has been printing tons, tons of dollars. And when you have a fractional reserve banking system like what we do, which means if I take, you know, and I can't remember the exact percentage, but this is real simple math. If I take and deposit $100 into my local bank, they can loan out 90 of that. So, you know, they just created 90 bucks out of thin air. And every time that the U.S. government printed that money, that money was redeposited into a Federal Reserve Bank, or, I mean, not the Federal Reserve, but, you know, your local bank, for the people that, you know, deposited the money, that money doubled nearly went up at least 90% every time they've done that. Think about the snowball effect. I would like to get that back in dividends. I mean, just think, every time you uh, put a dollar in, you got 90 out. It'd be amazing. But the thing is, and I must disclose, this is disclaimer, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I advise you to find a financial advisor. If you listen to me, you can and could and probably will lose all your money. This is only for entertainment and educational purposes only. But think about inflation. The government said, oh, it's it's just transitionary. We're going to slow it down. But are they slowing it down? It seems to be going up more and more almost every day. We may have hit a little plateau right here. But stocks are still going up. Bitcoin is fluctuating because it's a market and it's it's trading. So you're going to have jumps forward and pulls back. 
which is the nature of things. Because, you know, as things go up, they have to pull back to kind of stabilize. That way you have a true value. But one thing is for sure, the dollar is collapsing. And what is your plan for the dollar collapse? Oh, eventually they'll just do away with it and they'll probably go digital currency or something like that. But Because they've just printed out tons, tons of money. Look at all the wars that we've been in. You know, to buy friends in other countries, I was told that they took dump trucks full of cash into some of these little villages and bought these warlords and their men. You know, bought their loyalty when they were in Afghanistan. Imagine what they probably did in Iraq, too. In other places, they just went in there with truckloads of money, literally truckloads of money, and bought loyalty. Imagine what that is doing to our dollar. The dollar, what many think is a store of value, may not be that store of value. I've been trying to keep everything into stocks because if the United States stock market follows the same pattern as the Caracas or the Venezuelan stock market, you know you're going to have 5,000% gains per year in those stocks. So that's why I've been trying to keep most of my money there. Stocks can be risky. The market can collapse at any time. So, you know, it's, you know it, it is risky, but there is some risk to it. But there's also some risk to staying in the dollar, though. What about Bitcoin? Well, I have a little Bitcoin, nothing, nothing significant. But maybe it's a better store of value than the U.S. dollar. What about gold, a non-producing asset? Some very successful people tell you art, baseball cards, Pokemon cards, stuff that is non-reproductible. You know, they can't just go out here and duplicate gold. They can't go out here and duplicate land or, you know, a certain rated baseball card or basketball card or that sort of thing. You want non-duplicatable assets that you own. You don't want depreciating assets for sure, like certain types of cars and, you know, stuff that's going to lose its value over time. But as for me, you know, and on my wealth plan, I don't just need a store of value because I don't, I'm not flush with cash. I'm not a billionaire or even a millionaire. So I need that money working for me. So it's got to produce something like a cow or a farm or stocks. Do I have some growth stocks? Yeah, I do have some growth stocks, but not very many. I'm primarily dividend invested because they produce over and over and over again. And if they don't, I simply step aside and buy something that does. That way you keep that snowball going. But one thing's for certain. As inflation rises, what are you going to do to protect your family? Lumber is kind of leveled out a little bit, but it's still very high. 
ammo is pretty much through the roof. If you can get it. I actually can get a little ammo right now. Some say ammo is going to be the new currency. Especially the way things are going. All the chaos and the, you know, the possible starvation and everything else of people. When these uh, supply chains break down. How are you going to protect your wealth during these times? I don't have all the answers. I don't even claim to. I'm asking the question. It's something that we all need to question. Are jobs secure? So many people had worked 30 years for a company and they come out and said, oh, you have to have this jab and if you don't, you're fired. People who had dedicated 30 years of their life to a company was kicked out the door and let go over this thing, you know, this magic potion, you know, that doesn't even really work. And that's a, you know, that's a topic for a different podcast, not this one. But what I'm saying is job security is gone. Inflation is high. What are you doing with your money? You've got to put it in assets that produce you something. Because you never know when you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your spouse. You just never know. You never know if you're going to get sick and have all kinds of hospital bills. You just don't know what's going to happen. What if you catch what if you catch the bug that's going around and you're stuck in a hospital on a vent for 90 days or 30 days? I've heard as much as people being in there for 90 days. What are you going to do then? Do you have money set aside for that? Do you have an emergency fund? What if you're like me and and this is the exact scenario I went through? I had to be put off work for a uh, knee operation. Insurance did not want me to go straight to a knee operation. They wanted to try it out with physical therapy first. So I'm off work. I'm paying for a physical therapist. I'm doing physical therapy for like two months with no income. And then, oh, well, that's not working. So we're going to have surgery. So then I'm off for another month for surgery. I get surgery. And after my surgery, I'm able to, after nearly a month, I'm able to return back to physical therapy, do physical therapy another month. And while I'm trying to finish up my physical therapy, COVID enters my household. So I'm off for another 20 days. So I'm off over six months with very little to no income providing for my family. We were having to live off off our savings, off our emergency fund. And I'm glad I had at least six months worth of emergency fund backed up. Uh, six months of living expenses, you know, saved up in my emergency fund. And of course, my wife always fussed at me for trying to save up all that money. She's like, oh, you don't need to do that. You only live once. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But when that happened, it was a good thing I did have it. 
if I hadn't had it, we would have been hurting really, really bad financially. Okay, then imagine you get work through that and your wife just tells you it's not working anymore. She's going to go. See, I had this happen too. So not only is my, you know, everything that I had planned fell through. What are you going to do in times like these? How are you going to secure your legacy? How are you going to build a legacy for your children and your family? You've got to have a contingency plan. You've got to have a wealth plan. You've got to keep it in place and you've got to work it. And you've got to evolve it. Because, you know, when I started developing my wealth plan, my wife being out of the picture was never... You know, that was something I never considered. Being a Christian, I feared we'd be married forever. Because, you know, you honor God. You you know, you do what the Bible says. You, you know, you stay married for life, which is what the Bible teaches. It didn't teach, oh, just, you know, stay married if you want to. You know, it's, it is what it is. But this is real life, and these things happen. So your wealth plan has to be able to evolve with the times. You have to be able to bend it and mold it and shape it. You know, during times of inflation or during times of stagflation or during times of unemployment. Because the one thing you cannot do is stop moving forward. You've got to be moving forward all the time. Even during my time when I was off, except for my time with COVID, I was still trying to buy some stocks every day, just trying to add to the position in my holding company to grow it and grow it and grow it even a little bit during that time. Because you have to keep pressing forward, no matter what life hits at you. And, you know, this is, used to be my favorite quote when all this crap would just fall in my lap and I would just get like so fed up with everything and angry and resentful and mad and vengeful. And I'd be like, oh, Murphy's Law. And Murphy's Law always happens to me. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And I repeated that the other day when we were having a lot of machine trouble at work at, at my nine to five. I, yeah, I have a holding company and try to run a podcast and I have a nine to five that I try to support my family with. So I don't have to divert money from the holding company. I can, you know, I don't, I don't have to do that by working a job and being an, as an investor, I have free time to work a job, which is a great thing. And then any overflow from my job, I can flow back into the to the holding company to grow it even more. There's nothing wrong with working 100 hours a week, 80 hours a week. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. People today are lazy and they, they don't want to do it. But you got to do what you got to do to feed your kids and keep a roof over your head. But anyway, my, my boss said, machine was tearing up. I said, man, this thing's like Murphy's Law. I said, Whatever can go happen will. And he said, listen, 
Murphy was a thinker, but we're doers, and we're going to do it. That kid, I don't know if he has the same kind of business education that I do. Maybe, maybe not. He surely doesn't have the experience I do because in leadership and management because he's so much younger than me. He's probably younger than my oldest son, but now he's my supervisor. And I respect him. The kid, you know, the kid gets right in there and works. He don't. He's not a boss. He's a leader, and you know that's you know, that's a guy you can follow and a guy you can respect. But he shook me to my core when he said that, because I am bad to think a lot and try to plan. But sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to do it and not look back. And if it roll that dice and if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. Now, I'm not saying bet the bank on a roll of the dice. You got to do what you got to do. But like Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett have both said, when it starts raining, you don't want to be out there. Oh, it's Buffett. Buffett said, you know, if it's raining gold, you don't want to be out there trying to catch it with a thimble. You need to load up. You need to load up the truck. Charlie Munger says, opportunities come through in this life so very few and so limited that when a good opportunity lands in your lap, you better take advantage of it with everything you got. And that's not, that's me paraphrasing. That's not his exact words. But in this world, there is so much that can happen, so much that can go wrong. Sorry I've been away so long, but after COVID, it took me a month before I ever got my wind back, and I couldn't even I couldn't even talk without coughing. And now I can finally talk, and then I get hit with with divorce on top of that. But you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep moving forward because. We need to be doers, not just thinkers. We need to take action. Take action in your life. Take action with your finances. Take action with your family. Dear God, please, take action with your family. Something's going on with your wife and you're not connecting or you're not realizing that something's going on because in my mind, everything was great. It's just like waking up one morning and don't want to be married no more. Take action. Take action with your wife. Take action with your kids. Be proactive. Make sure everything's good. Do the work. That's it for this episode of Your Wealth Plan Podcast. If you would like to be on the show, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at Your Wealth Plan Podcast. Also, you can follow us on YouTube at Your Wealth Plan Podcast. Due to everything going on in the family, I was forced to shut down the Roku TV I was working on when I for my surgery and when I got COVID due to everything that's going on there, I was forced to shut that down. So we'll just focus on YouTube and and this. We've also got some more RSS feeds, so we'll be carried on Apple iTunes. 
and a bunch of others and I will try to link them below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're just on Anchor or on Spotify or one of these other channels we want to thank you from the bottom of our heart for listening and supporting this channel we are listener supported as well and as we go through this time and we enter into this week of Thanksgiving let's remember to be thankful for what we have even if you're going through the depths of hell like I feel like I am right now and you're kind of angry and just just angry just angry at the world even in times like these try to find something good to be thankful for try to count your blessings God bless you all and see you next time.